is Pastor Lutzer of Running to Win, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, so what does 2024 look like for your retirement investments? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. So happy new year, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to be back in the saddle, even though I did love my vacation. I did love taking days off. I don't do enough of that during the year, I admit it. And uh, But I just uh, enjoyed uh, spending the time with my family, getting a few things done, and Beyond that, virtually not a whole lot of creating creation of value. I uh, just didn't do a whole lot, which is great. I get kind of caught up on my rest, which is good as we look forward to 2024. And you know, as we talked about before break uh, last last year, how about that one? The one way that I would look at New Year's, and and I always talk about this every New Year's that I've been on the radio is that it's all about closing the door on 2023 and opening up the door to the expectation of new opportunities, God's blessings, and uh, really preparing yourself for that. Now, you may look back in 2023 and uh, think, think to yourself, well, I didn't really have a very good year. In fact, it was a horrible year. This happened, this happened, this happened. Well, you have an an opportunity to either sit and dwell on what didn't go right or really pray for lessons, pray for what you're supposed to learn from it. Because when it comes right down to it, it comes down to habits. And I really do believe this. I mean, we can resolutions are fun to talk about. And uh, I don't think people take that as quite as serious. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then they forget about it within two or three weeks. It's kind of uh, it's the in, the intention of doing uh, doing something different, the intention of creating growth in your life, but at the end of the day, it's a resolution. So I, I give that very little, a little, very little bit of power. Then we jump to goals, and a goal can be a huge target uh, that we can that we can focus on, that we can do the things we need to do. The problem is, is that we're pr- that chances are you're carrying into a new year and into a new set of goals, the habits that prevented you from reaching those, uh, reaching goals, maybe in 2023, doing the same thing over and over and over and getting the same result is uh, absolutely crazy. There's some kind of a quote in there. I can't remember who, who, who said that originally, and they said a lot. They used uh, or said it a lot more eloquently than I did, but you get the idea. And... You've got to correct those habits and develop new habits. That's what I would encourage you to 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 uh, focus on. Because when you change your habits and develop new habits along the way, 
you're bound you're you're a lot you're a lot more likely to achieve your goals because you're not going to achieve your goals doing the same things that don't work over and over and over again it's all about habits i'm a real big believer in that and don't uh, you know one of the things i would caution you about don't put down 10 habits you want to change all at once just uh, put maybe 10 15 down and say these these are the habits i want to focus on in uh, the new year really focus on one at a time or maybe a couple at a time because i find that when people they, they get too am overly ambitious about goals and new year's resolutions and then they they fail to do it and that's it, a long road it's not going to go perfect just because you set the goals and you're not guaranteed to get them just because you set them so uh, you really got to work at it and make sure that you're doing the things that put you in the ballpark of actually achieving those goals so that's one of the things i would really urge you to pray about and and consider today what can i do differently in 2024 don't waste this opportunity once again the symbolism of uh, closing the door on a year that maybe wasn't so great or maybe was a great year and expanding on that expanding on a bad year coming through it expanding on a good year making it an even better year and uh, that that's exactly though what i would want you to to focus on and we're going to bring hopefully bring you tools and information that can help you do that so Always appreciate you listening to Prudent Money. If you have a question for me, please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. And at the website, you'll find two different ways to get information. The first one is just send an email in. I'll answer it. Uh, Most of the time, that takes care of it. But then there's the questions that require a little bit more in-depth information and and me asking questions. And so I've set a schedule and each each uh, each week we set up times that you can grab one. You may have to go a couple of weeks in advance, but you can grab a, a, a time, and that way you can you can you can schedule a phone call with me, and we can answer uh, answer your questions. There's absolutely no cost, no charge, no obligation to doing it. It's just my way of bringing you resources that I think that you need. And uh, that's all at the website. For more information, just go to prudentmoney.com. Well, it's also that time of year where everybody has a forecast. And one, a couple things I want to stress, actually three things. First one is no one has a crystal ball. Now, I know that's no big shocker. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got an agenda. So you... Uh, since we don't have a, a crystal ball, all we do have is an opinion. Now, we, we there are these these uh, forecasters or prophets or whatever you want to call them make it as if what they predict always comes true, and that uh, theirs is more th- more powerful than an opinion. Be that it may, I still think it it's, it it comes down to everybody's got an opinion. Time will tell who is right and who is wrong. So always be careful about the what I call the gloom and doomers. Not that uh, they don't may, maybe they don't have a that maybe they do have a point, but there are a lot of times they're trying to sell subscriptions to to email letters and uh, books and magazines. I mean, you name it. They're they're trying to make money, and uh, they they do do that on the backs of fear. Fear tends to create 
action by by people and they will go and buy things and spend their money with you. So make sure that you're kind of keeping that into all into uh, perspective because as we'll talk about, investing is an emotional process. It's an irrational process. It can be if you're not careful. So the bottom line is, what do you do to get ready for the growth of your retirement in a brand new year, knowing that realistically, even though we'd love to think that someone's got a got a figured out a way to to get things done, figured out a way to predict, to make decisions, it's just not it's just not there. You know, I, I've always I've always said that if if there was a holy grail. If there was a set of principles that worked 100% of the time, I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just use it for myself. I think that's kind of – so the fact that people are giving away their quote-unquote secrets doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense either. But here's where it comes down to. This And we talk about this a lot, but I think it's really important to look at this this time of year and get yourself set up and ready to roll set up your portfolio to handle the risk that you want to take and determine ahead of time when you're going to do a thorough evaluation of your portfolio and uh, the risk that you're taking and if you think it's still okay now that particular aspect of it could be, I wouldn't do it once a month. I would do it the the least once a quarter, maybe four times a year, or three times a year, or two times a year, and just and and go through a very uh, thorough analysis of what you're doing and and is it is it lining up with your risk level? And if I, I really do believe. And uh, that it that it comes down to making sure that you are comfortable with your risk level, because with risk comes reward, with risk comes loss. How are you going to handle either? And what kind of reward are you looking for? What kind of loss are you attempting to to avoid or protect yourself against while trying to get that growth? And if I if I said to you, you know, the way that your portfolio is set up, and this is assuming that it's not professionally managed, that it's just a buy and hold, with uh, the way the way that you allocate it towards stocks and allocate it towards bonds. If I was to say, well, I you know, it looks like you need to be able to handle somewhere between a 20 to 25 percent decline in your portfolio at some point and is that something that that you can uh, that you can deal with that's why i always want to know how did an investment that i'm thinking about using or i am using do perform or how do they perform in the tough times how long how far down do they go in loss how long did it take for them to to move back up and then it then it comes down to if you if you break in most 
the vast majority of 401ks are broken down into stocks and into bonds and into money markets. Remember, money markets are making roughly 5% right now. And you look at that and you say, well, how much risk do I want to take? How much stock risk do I want to take? And unfortunately, bonds have had the same level of risk in them as well. So you got to consider that as far as risk goes. Not a very easy year for trying to allocate portfolios. This is Bob Brooks. We're up against a break. Stick around and I'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by K. Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org Spiritual warfare is real and it's dangerous. But this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie reacquaints us with the protective armor the Lord has given us to fight victoriously. Tune in for the launch of our series of most requested messages of the year. Insight on spiritual warfare, this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning, weekday mornings at 7.30, here on KDKR. Hi, I'm Jill Taylor, inviting you to join me each Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for Choose Life Radio. You'll hear people from across America sharing their stories of faith, forgiveness, redemption, and restoration. Choose Life Radio will encourage you to fully appreciate the gift of life. You may also find help for you or a friend in need. So please join me Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock right here on Bible School Radio 91.3. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. We're talking about the brand new year, 2024. What does that have in line with your portfolio, with your investments and uh, most importantly, all that affects, of course, your retirement. I don't know, sometimes I think we forget that. I was talking about understanding the risks that you're taking, be comfortable with it, since we don't have a crystal ball, since we can't determine exactly what's going to happen. I would look at my personal opinion is that I think we're in, in, a, in a time to be more defensive and to, and to ha- kind of have those per- plan that plan B in the works uh, to a degree. Uh, you know, every year, oh, actually, before I get to that, let me, let me talk about this. We we're talking about the risk. If you have a financial advisor, bring him or her into that conversation. Have discussions as to what you want to accomplish in the next year. Make sure that, that uh, if you want to do X percent, if you'd like to see your portfolio grow X percent or a minimum of X percent, tell your advisor that. And, of course, they're going to tell you, well, I can't predict that. Uh, but, you know, you can you can make some moves that could potentially get you there and, uh, and managing that along the way. But uh, have the conversation with, you know, how much risk am I taking? What is the probability of loss 
given the worst case scenario and given the best case scenario. I said this a second ago is that if you can't absorb a 25% hit, and that's what your that's what your investments have done during tough periods, then I would rethink how I was invested. Obviously, you, you can't. You know, I think one of the things that 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 people try to do is is they want to cut, they want to make some steps they think they want they can cut risk out or dramatically reduce risk. You're always going to have risk, and you can't predict what's going to happen. The problem is we need stocks, we need equities for a to grow a portfolio. I mean, it's just something that that's part of it. I think all we can do is. Uh, and I want to say the word prayerfully do and make sure that we're seeking these answers uh, through prayer and uh, in conversation with God, and uh, which is something else we always tend to forget, and make sure that uh, we are at peace, which only God can give, that sense of peace of making the right, the, uh, right uh, decisions. So every January, I tend to do, I schedule a... Uh, a, a workshop or a webinar. Actually, webinars have been the we've been doing that lately, and uh, we'll be doing one here in a couple of weeks. I'm still kind of putting everything together, and I'll be rolling out the information on there. I, I think it's not too difficult to hop on a webinar and uh, and and hear some information that I think will help you out as we kind of prepare about this whole thing about risk. So be listening for that. But at the beginning of most uh, workshops, I will put together a list of what I think spells risk for the markets. And if I had to do that today, some of the ones that uh, that I'm looking at that would make that final list are inflation pressures. Although I don't think fl- inflation has uh, could could surpass the height that it's been, I do believe that it can come back up close into around there again with the price of oil going up. Now, this is what is is uh, just really has me baffled. It just it just really does have me baffled. And that is why we are sitting at $70 a barrel of oil. With all the geopolitical problems going on, with everything happening, the price of oil should be way higher. But I'll, uh, And I think it simply comes down to this. In fact, let me back up. Here, here's a here is what's going on in the Red Sea that should I mean oil prices should be going crazy, and it's, it says oil prices volatile as a Iranian warship enters Red Sea after the U.S. destroys and uh, I don't know how to pronounce it H O U T H I boats. I would think that, and I was, I went and checked out the price fall thing. Well, that's probably going way up, and it was down negative 1.4 percent. It's uh, there's 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 measures that the the government can take, and I think it's got consequences for doing so. But they can manipulate the price of oil, and uh, I know of a, of a couple of stories where they've done that in the past that I know of, and I believe they're doing it again to keep the price of oil down, to keep the gas, price of gasoline down, because it makes no sense whatsoever. But another one that could make it on the list is a geopolitical, of course, uh, we've got uh, wars going on. And then, of course, the presidential elections. Can, can you imagine 
that is a 2024 event. Uh, 11, yeah, 11 months or a little over 11 months away, we're going to be voting on somebody. I don't think that uh, you can sit there and confidently say that both can, uh, both Trump and Biden will be running. Who knows? I do believe, though, we will be saying this time in a year, or no, excuse me, this time in a little bit over 11 months, I think we'll be saying, wow, didn't see that coming. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, back in 2020, I was about to, we were doing live workshops then, and I was putting uh, together my list. I just happened at the very end, before I, the day before, I put pandemic, because I had been reading more and more and more about a pandemic. Little did we know that it's not only, it was only the, the risk of the year, it was also the one that uh, drastically changed the country that we know of. Of course, recession is a is a, is being predicted all over the place for 2024, and the you know you got to remember that there's there there is something that will have to cause a recession that we're not going to see coming. I mean uh, that's that's definitely a thing to keep in mind. Uh, unemployment or employment, we'll get the uh, jobs numbers here coming up on Friday. The way that they're talking about them, it's all—it's—it's it's almost as if oh, it, it's taking a big hit. So who knows? Then of course uh, there's cycles. So we'll, I don't want to get into that right now. And the bond market is also something that carries a huge amount of risk. I think that's if if I had to circle one thing, I would say keep an eye on the bond market. Remember, bonds represent debt, and we really haven't gone through a situation where we've had a, any kind of a crisis or problem in the bond market. So just, just keep an eye on it. So real estate, excuse me, realinvestmentadvice.com is a site that I go to quite a bit. I love the writing on this, the site. And they had some information here that I wanted to share with you. And uh, I, I doubt we'll get through all of it. In fact, I know we won't. And I will continue this conversation on Thursday. I do believe we have John Apollo coming in tomorrow. So uh, we'll start off with what are some of the some of the things that Wall Street looks at? And I, I'm always amazed that that of course pop culture finance just jumps all over this just from the standpoint of oh this is if this happens this is definitely going to happen. I, let's read through it and let's talk about it. It says there is a an abundance of Wall Street axioms surrounding the first month of the new year as investors try to predict what is in store for the next 12 months. Once again, can't predict, only have an opinion. There's a Super Bowl indicator. They look at the first five market days of the year. Of course, today not starting off too hot. And they say so goes the first five days, so goes the month. And then so goes the month, so goes the year. According to Stock Traders Almanac, the direction of January's trading, gain or loss for the month, has predicted the course of the rest of the year 75% of the time. 75% of the time, whatever has happened in January has... has... um, influence the entire year. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. 
let's go back to my example of hurricanes. The the most deadly hurricane is a category five hurricane. And that that's something that can wipe out an entire city without question, rebuilding for years upon years. So you could statistically you could look at it and say 75 percent of the bear markets, excuse me, that the of the hurricanes that hit the Florida coast are nothing more than kind of a, 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 a setback for a couple of weeks. They get everything cleaned up, everything turns back to normal, or even then maybe it's a couple of months. But it's never the dev- devastation of a Cat 5. But if you look at it, a certain percent of the hurricanes over a certain period of time are mild hurricanes, you know, maybe one through three, Three not always being a mile, but being something you can come back from. And then there's the life-changing ones of uh, the Category 4 and Category 5. Same thing happens with the stock market. Yeah, sure, that's, that statistic says 75% of the time January is positive, the whole year is positive. But it's that other 25% that can be absolutely uh, destructive to a, a portfolio absolutely destructive so you can't just 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 go well 75 percent of the time i guess i'm in pretty good shape uh it didn't work i don't think it works quite that that easily i mean you got to look out for that other 20 that 25 percent can be really uh, massive in destruction so I, I would look at it that way versus looking at it from the standpoint of well that this supports the buy and hold forever type approach that 75% of the time will be okay but it's the it's what happens in that 25% that is really tough we're going to talk a lot more about this on Thursday like, like I said John Apollo's in tomorrow and if you got a question for me please go to the website prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time until we do meet again next time keep the faith and have a great rest of the day that's all the time we have for today questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.